Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back. We're going to have a really cool topic for you guys today. We are focusing on how to help those of you who are, if you're being honest, just dabbling in real estate. And there's a lot of you. Matter of fact, (laughs) 75% of all the agents out there are really just dabblers. They don't know that they're dabblers. And they don't realize that if they had a specific plan, they wouldn't have to dabble any longer. And that's the thing that a lot of you guys fail to realize is that you do have a very specific plan that you can be following that will get you to profitability, will get you to success quicker than you think, and you don't have to dabble anymore. So, like, you might be a dabbler based on the amount of time you're putting into the real estate uh, business. That's easy, right? Maybe you're just part-time and you know it. That's fine. You're dabbling. But I'll go as far as to say that you're dabbling if you're not proactively lead generating, if you're not time blocking, if you're not treating yourself like a professional, if you're not holding yourself accountable to minimum standards. If you are buying buyer leads, you are a dabbler. If you are buying your business, you are a dabbler. You have not yet decided to be a professional. You've not yet decided to be serious about this industry. If you do not have a pre-listing pack, you're a dabbler. If you do not have or are on your way to having listings, dabbler you guys get the point so what we're going to do is we're going to share with you a specific plan how you can go from dabbling to actually getting consistent results uh, julie that word dabbling it's kind of funny isn't it i wonder what the etymology on dabbling yeah. is <laughs> sounds british Here's, somehow i don't know word. i'll have to look that up yeah. good word yeah it is yeah. well along those lines because this may be part of the transition from dabbler to real estate rock star a couple of shout outs on facebook here Stephen matthews or Stephen matthews 126 BPOs completed in the last 30 days. Only two clarification requests. That means basically a quality control thing. Congrats to you, Stephen or Stephen Matthews, however you pronounce your name. That's if there are about 50 bucks a piece, that's about $6,300 worth of income from BPOs in 30 days. That certainly falls to the bottom line. Nice job on that. And then, you know, we've had some discussion about changing markets, and one of our great coaching clients uh, out in Long Beach, California, Beatrix Whipple writes, holy crap, market changing? On our broker tour today, there were 37 homes on the tour. That's a huge increase. So watch what's happening in your local backyard. Uh, Is it hitting the fan? We had some calls about this last week. No, it's adjusting. Most economists say that a balanced market is about 90 to 120 days on the market. For some of you, that seems like some kind of crazy alien scenario. That's normal. We haven't had normal in a long time. Don't freak out. Just pay attention to what's happening so you don't over-promise and under-deliver or the opposite, depending on what your findings are. So a couple of uh, Facebook shout-outs there. Uh, We always love seeing those postings. A lot of referrals exchange hands amongst our coaching clients on that private Facebook page. So other than that, ready to get started if you are, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. So take great notes. Take great notes, guys, and really drill down. And uh, look, we're halfway through the year. You are at a point where you really, if you have not yet, frankly, positioned yourself to have a great year, you're running out of time. You do barely have enough time to get your act together. 
I always like to do this little mental exercise because I don't know about you guys, but this helps me to focus. So in another few days, it's going to be June. Sorry, July. And then we're going to have six months left. Oh, six months. Six months is a you know long time, 180 days. But you don't really have 180 days, do you? If you go back starting in December and then you work your way back to July 1st, and then you start really thinking about how many actual working days there are left this year, you might be someone who says, you know what, I'm not taking any time off, I'm going to work straight through. But unfortunately, you need customers to work with, and those customers aren't going to be in the real estate market. They're going to be, for example, next week, they're going to be probably taking some time off for the 4th of July. They're not going to want to have showings on their houses or necessarily looking houses for sale. So you're going to have a slow time the 4th of July. But if you start from the end of the year and work your way back, a lot of people don't do anything in December. In December, the big you know, excuse is, we're going to wait until next year. That's a hard objection to overcome. Not saying it's impossible, but it's pretty hard. So realistically, you're going to work a week in December where you might be able to get some results. You might make calls. You're going to do some pop-bys. We're going to give you a very drilled-down, disciplined plan what to do in December, and you're going to get some results. But you're not going to see those results until spring of next year. So realistically, your December is shot. You're going to, you know, put in, you're going to put it time in, you're going to make some effort, but you're not moving any mountains in December. A lot of you guys are in markets where December is a great market. I'm not, I know that. Some of you guys are in markets where Florida and Hawaii and some of these other markets where people flee from the snow and they go to your markets during the time of year when most of the other, most of the rest of the country is slow. And I get that. So just, you know, adjust accordingly. Then you're going to roll back to November. In Canada, they have, you know, basically their version of Thanksgiving, Boxing Day. And then in the United States, we have uh, a week off typically for Thanksgiving, but sometimes it's two weeks off. Or sometimes maybe someone's only supposed to be taking a week off for Thanksgiving. But what do they do? They take a week off before Thanksgiving, and they take a week off after Thanksgiving. In that, they're doing other things, mentally and emotionally. They're not really engaged. That is going to be an advantage for you and a disadvantage. An advantage because a lot of your competitors aren't going to be working, but and an advantage because a lot of the people you're going to be prospecting and directly uh, speaking with in, in uh, November are going to be available. They're going to answer the phone. But again, you're going to run into that same end of the year, wait till next year objection. Now we're going to roll back to October. Are you guys getting what I'm getting at here? So realistically, you have a week in December. You might have two weeks that you can actually get some significant work done in November. And October, the last week, is, you know, now become a holiday. So last week where Halloween is, that's kind of a, you know, iffy week. And then you roll it back and you roll it back and you roll it back. And you, then, you, then you mark off on your calendar what days you're going to be working. Be realistic. You're not working every weekend. You probably have some vacations planned. You probably have something planned for August. You probably have, you know, your kids are going to, you get the idea. Then add up the number of days that you're actually going to be working the rest of the year, and many of you will be shocked. I've been doing this with some of our clients. It's like 90 days. Really, it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe if you're going to work harder and you don't plan a bunch of personal days off, it might be like four months. But when you start taking out the natural slower times of the year that you can pretty much predict uh, where there's going to be a lot of headwinds and almost to the point where it's not, it's not really worth the emotional effort putting, you know, trying to stand up against the headwinds, it, it is just the reality of any business, guys. Any business is going to have uh, slower times of the year where it's just you, – you know, Julie and I, when we sold real estate, we always took time off between Christmas and New Year's. 
we we didn't do that when we started in real estate. We still tried to get back to work. Well, you know, Christmas is over. We got time between Christmas and uh, New Year, so we're going to work. Well, it was frustrating because nobody else That's was working. So Julie and I, aha, we're going to be smart. We started traveling then. We started going on vacations then. This was pre-Zoe, so we, you know, had a lot more freedom. <laughs> so that's what we did. You know, maybe that's the time of year when you're going to be traveling to and taking some downtime. Conceptually, I hope you're understanding what I'm getting at here. You don't truly – you have six months left in 2018, but you don't really have six months of working time left. So you've really got to drill down. Many of you listening, and we get your emails, we see coaching clients, we see your comments on our private Facebook page. Many of you are having your best years ever, and I congratulate you for that. You're having so much success. You're just overwhelmed with opportunity. Don't slow down. Don't take a breath. Don't take your foot off the accelerator. Keep moving. A lot of you are right in that middle group where you're basically, you could still have your best year ever, but you know if you, you know, make a couple wrong moves, you're going to basically be sliding back and you're going to lose the momentum that you worked so hard for this year. Again, you got to stay focused. If you're in that middle group or in that top group, really in the third group too, who are way behind what they should have accomplished already this year, you're probably the first two groups are at risk of losing momentum and the third group is at risk of not building enough momentum because you're not staying focused and focus is fall one course until successful if you're finding yourself attracted to anything that even remotely looks like the easy button that's where you know basically virtually everybody that's out there trying to sell you something that's calling you trying to sell you buyer leads trying to sell you direct mail trying to sell you branding trying to sell you all this easy button shiny crap facebook ads you need to have the courage to say hell no you need to have the courage to say i'm going to earn my success i'm going to be a proactive lead generator i'm going to become the best version of myself as a real estate salesperson as i can and when you take on that responsibility that's when you start having significant changes in your business, your success, and your income. So I want you to remember that and don't lose sight of that no matter where you are during this time of year. Remember, guys, if you need a free coaching call, if you need our help, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie? Yes, so we're talking about and this is related, you know, some people are dabblers without knowing it because they're not conscious of the conversation you just had with them. Looks like six months, probably 90 days. If you're not sure, do the good old-fashioned get the calendar out and start crossing off days that you know you're not going to work, and then account for days where probably no one else is expecting you to work. And you'll find out you've got a lot less days to be profitable than you think. So how to transition from part-time dabbler into a full-time rock star rules for when and how to make that leap. So we're going to start with basic stuff and move you through more advanced Number one, and we get this question from podcast listeners all the time, timing, when is the best timing? Well, here's the first answer. If you are on your own, no spouse, no kids, no dependents, then take the risk when you want. You're responsible only for yourself. That's a different scenario than if you've got three kids to feed and you know, you've got to cover your health insurance and things like that. Otherwise, follow the rest of the list. Point number two, speaking of insurance, if you have a job or your spouse does that has great insurance and benefits, Consider putting yourself on, their, on your spouse's insurance or using your own but greatly reducing your hours and other requirements to that job so that you can keep those benefits at least during the transition time. Do not put yourself and your family at risk by jumping without those things covered. What are the three things that screw people up financially? You know, it's divorce, it's health problems from not having insurance, and uh, taxes are the third one. So make sure that you are covering yourself. Favorite income sources, benefit sources of our coaching clients. You know, we've got a lot of people that work at FedEx. We've got 
uh, all sorts of uh, I've got a retired or laid off airline pilots that do uh, limited flights because they keep all of that insurance stuff. So it's all good. Make sure you take it into consideration. Point number three, savings. You must have saved at least 90 days worth of personal overhead. The savings must be from the net commissions of your closings. 90 days shows that you have consistency, follow through, and some level of skill so that you won't just quit your day job and starve to death. I like six months better, but 90 days is at least a good starting point. Don't quit and declare yourself full-time if you have zero savings. Just the time it takes to get a buyer in contract and close them or a listing in contract and close them, you know, that could be 60 or 90 days, best case scenario. So make sure you've got that covered. All right, let's say you've got all that in the bag. Point number four, skills. You must have your pre-listing package done. Be able to present it and handle objections as well as close. You must have your formal listing presentation and buyer presentations done and polished. Otherwise, and I think you'd agree with this, Tim, if agents who are listening who don't have those three things done, polished, able to present and handle closing and objection handling, they're dabblers. If you don't have that, you are winging it. You are counting on your you know, grace and charm and a nice outfit to get the job done. That is not a professional real estate person. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? And being kind of tough I on that think, and point. when I'm hearing you talk, I, when I'm hearing you talk, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there's some agent listening right now who sees them, themselves as successful, and maybe the most successful agent in their office, and they don't have a pre-listing pack, they don't have an organized listing presentation, and they're offended that, that you call them a dabbler. Sure they and are. So this message is this message is just for you. I realize that you have been able to be a successful, for the most part, dabbling. And let's just use that word, okay? Dabbling is when you don't have a pre-listing pack. Dabbling is when you don't have a, an actual system in place to go after listings. Dabbling is when you don't time block. Dabbling is where you just basically pick up listings here and there. Oh, you got a buyer call, they have a house to sell. Oh, you got a referral. Oh, your center of influence and past clients decide you are a dabbler. If you're not organized, if you're not approaching listings every day in an organized format, you guys get the idea. Dabbler. All right, now with that in mind, you have to ask yourself, why is it that you're dabbling? Why is it that you're resisting what we're asking you to seriously consider adding to your business? And here's the psychological answer. As much as we feel like Dr. Filling, all of you, here's the reason why. Because A, you're just completely out of touch because your ego has been so blown up so that you can believe that you don't have to have an organized approach. You will have that mindset until you start consistently losing. And here's how you're going to consistently lose. As soon as you start competing for listings that aren't referrals, as soon as you step outside of that referral situation or that you know you met them at an open house situation, as soon as you actually decide to take your business to the next level and you're starting to compete with other people, who are not dabblers, other agents who are professional, who have pre-listing packs and listing presentations, then you start losing, then you're actually going to have your ego have knocked out of your knocked out of orbit, and at that point, you're going to take it seriously. My suggestion to you is you don't wait for the failure before you decide to take it seriously. My suggestion to you is you get your act together now, because here's the other side of it. You're confident. You can take that natural confidence you have now, and when you overlay that with a professional approach, you are unstoppable, because you've got the combination then that most other agents will strive to have, and many of them never will have. You've got the mojo, but you've also got the go. And that comes from having an organized approach. And I want you to seriously ask yourself that. And if you're still not willing to do it, here's the reason why. In most cases, people who are not willing to take a take 
this type of conversation seriously, not just in business, but in finances or with regards to their health, it's because they know that if they are held accountable or something external is holding them accountable to a specific system, like if you have a time block day where you're supposed to be proactively regenerating every day, where you have a pre-listing pack that you're supposed to be sent prior to the listing appointment, you're supposed to pre-qualify everyone prior to you go to the listing appointment, there's a listing presentation, da, 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 da. If you, all this, you think you're giving something up, and that's something you are giving up, it's called a, a disorganized, immature business approach to business. You are giving up the idea that you can just wing it. And some of your egos don't like that because you like to think you're just a natural. I don't need fall. Oh, come on, Harris. I don't need to do this. I take 10 out of 10 listings I go on. Well, that's right. These are your centers of influence and past clients. Now, I want you to go and try to basically do business with someone who doesn't already know you or isn't a close referral. You are going to have your ass handed to you because the nature of that type of relationship is completely different because you had to compete. Now, all of that being said, if you're still not willing to take an organized, systematic approach to the listing side of the business, or really any side of the business, buyer or seller, sometimes it's because people are afraid to say, I'm 100% committed to this and I'm going to be the best at this because they internally are fearful that they can't handle it if they, can't, if they don't actually succeed at the level that they tell them that they, themselves that they will. It's like, for example, um, okay. I'll try to make this as simple as possible. I always use exercise analogies because all of a sudden it's not so personal, you know, right? So all of a sudden we're not talking about real estate people or salespeople or money, and all of a sudden it becomes a little bit more impersonal. If you decide that you're going to run, let's just say, a 26-mile marathon, and this is something you're going to do in 12 months, okay, you, this is something you've always wanted to do. It's something you've, whatever, it's just been on your list of things to do. Like, you know, everyone has on their list of things to do, their bucket list, some people call it, write a book, you know, those types of things. Well, if you commit to that, if you start doing the exercising and the training for the marathon, what you're going to find is that a lot of people are going to slack off, not complete it, not finish it, because in their minds, they're fearful that they aren't good enough to actually succeed at that level. So they will never leave it all on the field. They will never allow themselves their egos will never allow themselves to uh, put themselves in a position where they could fail at something they so overtly committed to. Julie, does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And what comes to my mind is all of the in-between kind of excuses that the ego-bruised agents have on this path. One of the things they do when they realize they need to get it together, but they're nervous about stepping up to that accountability and handling that accountability, in between, many of them will do things like, number one, over-pre-qualify a non-center of influence past client lead. Well, when I asked them what they wanted to price the house at, they were 20 grand high, so I didn't want it anyway, is what they'll say, right? Instead of drilling down and finding out how did you arrive at that price. Uh, things like, you know, blaming the other person's center of influence was stronger. So in other words, many flavors of not my fault until they finally get frustrated enough, or as you said, finally get their ass handed to them, usually on an appointment that they thought they had in the bag. Those are the best ones from a coaching standpoint because they blindside you into taking action. But why go through that process? Why would you want to go through all of that pain when you can simply get this stuff done? It's so much easier 
than avoiding it and coming up with elaborate crazy excuses and over pre-qualifying or, you know, I called to confirm, but they, you know, they didn't call me back. So I'm not going to show up to an appointment that they didn't confirm. Well, maybe they were just at work where they're not supposed to be taking cell phone calls, overdoing that, uh, kind of getting in your way so that you don't have to step up. So we see that and I feel bad for agents that have to pay that price because they are leaving money on the table by not leaving it all on the field. You guys have a choice step it up. So this leads to point number five, mindset. You must be committed to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level you know how and be committed to constantly raising that bar. You have to be committed to that. Point number six, more mindset. You may not go full-time just so you can flex your creative muscle, dump your boss, not have a schedule, or so you can recreate the real estate model. Your product is profit, clear and simple. So don't be distracted by all of those ancillary things because that's just what they are. They have nothing to do with profit. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? The pretty shiny thing illusion? I was actually, when you were talking, I was just thinking I had these, I get the Inman, uh, you know, his newsletter twice a day. And I always think it's hilarious how there's some article about usually some millennial that's talking about some incredible, like how you, you know, today it was seven power women who built their, you know, real estate mega, you guys get the idea. And it's like, you know, you, you read through these things and they're all basically, you know, doing the exact same thing. And there's nothing really that's remarkable about what they're doing. They're buying buyer leads. They have buyer's agents. They're running lots of transactions. But they, you can just do the math if you have even just a tiny bit of business sense and realize that they're making no profit. You know, when we are giving you guys suggestions on how to build your businesses and, frankly, your personal lives, because the cash flow that comes from your business is going to obviously, you know, either adversely if it's bad or positively affect your, your personal life, we are always gearing you towards profit. We want you to have businesses that are making at least 50% profit. When you run these big team models, which is another massive distraction, another seductive, you know, waste of time for the most part. When you're on these big team models, you can do the math, guys, and you're going to make hardly any money net profit. You're going to be way better off if you focus on the listing side of the business and just have two or three assistants. You know, that's it. That's the story of your life. That's what it should be. And you will simplify things to a degree that you can't believe you are ever distracted by all those other pretty shiny things and all those trendy topics that everyone seems to be seduced by. Real estate's the easiest path to financial freedom where, you know, frankly, you're rich, where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money, is going to be always have a huge profit margin and focus all your best energies every single day on being a listing agent. Please remember that. Listen to our past podcasts, timandjulieharris.com, iTunes, Stitcher. We've done so many shows, thousands of shows about this topic. Jules? Yes, we have. So point number seven, support. How to get out of being a dabbler and into being a rock star. Well, support is really critical. Your family must buy into your plan and support you, at least your close family. Why? Because if you don't have that, you might not be a great salesperson yet. If you can't present your case to your family, how will you do out in the wild? You cannot quit your day job and go full-time just out of a selfish entitlement to, quote, do your own thing, be your own boss. That lasts for about two and a half weeks, and then you realize that every day you're either self-employed or self-unemployed. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. But don't do it just to make some point. You've got to have buy-in because the worst thing in the world is to try and go do that and not have any support from anybody you care about. It's a simple conversation. And, you know, you've got to look at all of the previous points like insurance and savings and all of these things 
before you go out in the wild on your own. Point number eight, uh, again, money, 90 days is a minimum standard, but more is better. You may not spend money that you don't have. Don't just throw it all on a credit card and worry about it later, buying leads, for example. I think that's probably enough said about that. Point number nine, <laughs> discipline. You must be committed to actually following a dollar productive schedule based on actual financial goals. Think about the real estate treasure map. That's exactly what it sets you up to do. This schedule must be 80% lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing, not office meetings, designations, webinars, caravans, and tweaking your website, which all feigns the look of work but doesn't actually have anything to do with profit. And I could make that list a lot longer, but you get the flavor of it. Anything you want to add, Tim? Keep going. All right, perfect. So and I, I think we've done entire podcasts on that topic. So point number 10, business plan. You must have and follow a business plan. The real estate treasure map, the survival plan, or the 90-day massive action plan are all good choices and require all of the above to be in place. Again, difference between a dabbler or somebody winging it and a true professional is that the professional not just has a plan, but is following the plan. Many of you have filled all of those things out or you've had a great office meeting where there's a supposed plan in place and you never even look at it again. You've got to actually follow the plan, follow the schedule, be accountable to your numbers, be accountable to profitability. Point number 11, then I have to get to Premier. Accountability. You must track your business visually using our whiteboard method that you get in Premier Coaching. Out of sight is out of mind. CRMs and spreadsheets are great, but visual accountability works so much better, there's no comparison. You walk into your office and those whiteboards that are tracking your numbers stare you down and you see where the white space is, gets rid of the getting ready to get started to someday feel like actually taking action and yet I feel overwhelmed. That whole thing goes away when you look at your listing board. Perhaps said you've got to have 10 listings at all times. And you look at that and you've only got five. Well, it's pretty clear what you need to get doing, right? When you look up there and you've got all these listings, but you don't have enough pendings, well, maybe it's time for price reductions. Visual accountability is almost magical in how well it works. That's why we drill down on that so much in Premier, which I've got to get to. So I'll turn the call over to you, Tim. I know you do, Julie. Thank you. And, have, um, uh, and Premier Coaching members, make sure you guys attend live. It's uh, been proven that those who attend live versus listening to the premier daily coaching call and replay always do better because you have direct interaction with Julie. You cannot have direct interaction with Julie if you're listening in replay. So premier coaching members always try to attend that um, coaching session live. And remember, coaching sessions happen every single day. We have five coaching calls per day, I'm sorry, per week uh, as a premier coaching member. Um, Julie was talking a lot about just then about um, how to build your lead generation wheel and uh, listings and all the rest of it. Remember, when you request a, a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, one of the, I think it's six books that we're going to give you, you get these digital so you get them right away, you don't have to wait for us to ship them to you, is the real estate treasure map. Then that literally is a fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. It's comprehensive. Some of you have never done anything like it before. We've done it so that you know, when Julie and I created this a few years ago, it was designed so that you would have to take time, and it would take you some effort. You're going to have to do some homework and finding out about your actual state of your finances and the rest of it. But when you're done, 
it's complete. All the information about your, your personal and business financial life is right there, and it also lays out an exact plan for you to accomplish your financial goals. It's pretty cool. It's free. All you got to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Listen, guys, if you need us for anything, as always, it's Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.